Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. It's number 292 of the podcast and hope everybody had a good week. Mets off four and three on a current road stand, homestand, I should say. They took two out of three from the Rockies and took two out of four, splitting the series with the St. Louis Cardinals. That ended today in a very nice fashion as they had a walk-off single. Jose Reyes hit a ball to the first baseman, Matt Carpenter, who was playing deep, and the pitcher never covered, and Ioannis Cespedes was able to score from third. Mets go home with a big victory after a big home run in the eighth, bottom of the eighth, by Wilma Flores in a pinch-hitting capacity, tied the game up. The Cardinals had gone ahead in the top of the eighth with a home run by Tommy Pham. And Wilmer came up in the bottom of the eighth and uh, matched that with his own home run. And then we went to the ninth. Conforto got a hit, got forced out at second. Uh, T.J. Rivera dropped in a nice single, big hit in that inning uh, in between a couple of outs being made. And Cespedes went to third, and uh, Reyes came up and did his thing. And the Mets go home a victory. Addison Reed gets the win. Good win last night as well. And uh, they won 7-3 to three and scored early and often as they jumped on the Cardinals in the first inning and the second inning. Uh, I think they got three runs on a misplayed ball at second. As the Cardinals were in one of those stupid shifts. And the uh, ground ball third, and nobody knew who should cover second base. So the ball sailed out, opened up the floodgates. Mets took advantage and scored some runs. So I guess defense doesn't count, right, Sandy Alderson? Defense is only a My minor part Rich. of the game. And we're uh, from Philly's Talk Pot. According to Mr. Alderson. But it won two games for the Mets, and it lost two games for the Mets. They had a terrible uh, defensive game. I think the, was the first game of this four-game set. But Sandy Alderson doesn't care about that because he don't care about defense. I mean, I think you still have to catch the ball in this game. And I don't understand where this guy thinks that defense doesn't matter. If that was the case, why didn't he make more of an effort to get Daniel Murphy? I thought the idea was to get better defensively. But no, he let Murphy walk. He did make him a qualifying offer. But if he really wanted to keep him, he would have made him an offer for a couple of years contract. So... He still claims, though, defense is just a small part of the game. The numbers show it. The numbers. All of these sabermetric guys with their numbers. I think we're beginning to see that it's not all about the numbers. 
Even Theo Epstein, who was the foster child for sabermetrics and statisticians, has said that he's realized that chemistry plays a big part and that you can't quantify with numbers the character of a player, the clutch of a player. But Sandy Alderson is still going on the numbers. And why in God's name has he not made a trade yet? What is he waiting for? The deadline's in two weeks. He has marginal players to trade. He's got a couple of good pieces, but he's, for the most part, he's got marginal players. He could have been more aggressive with the Yankees. They needed a first baseman. They needed a relief pitcher. Could have been Reed and Duda, and maybe they could have got rid of something else to the Yankees. But no, they went elsewhere. Now, Reed's a good good piece to have. Somebody will want Reed. They're always looking for relief pitchers and especially closers now. But will he pull the trigger? The Red Sox are supposedly interested in Cabrera, Rivera, and Flores, but he doesn't want to trade Rivera or Flores because they're not making a lot of money. But how are you going to get better if you don't make a deal? I think the game has passed him by. And I know there are a lot of supporters out there that are going to say, well, look at the trades he made. Well, let's let's take a look at some of the trades he made. Carlos Beltran for Zach Wheeler. You can't really judge that trade. Beltran's been uh, producing since, since that trade. Has Zach Wheeler really produced a lot yet? Not really. He got injured, missed two years. So how do we, you know, how do you look at that deal? It's hard. Even the other deal, Dickie for uh, uh, Syndergaard, Darno, and Bucera and, and Buck, was that a good deal? I don't know. People say it's a steal. Is it? It's yet to, to know what Syndergaard's going to do. Is he going to blossom into the ace that we've all seen glimpses of? Darno's been so-so. He's in and out of the lineup. He's hurt a lot. Bucera regressed this year in the minors. Buck was traded for Dilson Herrera and um, Vic Black. Vic Black is gone out of the organization, as is Herrera. So I guess you could say for that deal, we got Jay Bruce, but Bruce is a free agent. So if he leaves, you got nothing out of that deal. That part of the deal, if you follow the family tree, so to speak. So has he done any good? Yes, he's done good. Cespedes was a good deal bringing him here. But his draft picks has not been outstanding so far, other than Conforto. I mean, there are a couple of other guys that may or may not make the majors. But for the most part, 
They haven't been overwhelmingly successful. But putting that all aside and concentrating on the now, he's got to move. He's got to move quick. He dawdles too much. He waits till the last minute, and then everybody else cherry picks around, and then he's picking up the scraps. And he does the same thing with free agency. Wants to see who doesn't get signed, and then he can get him cheaper at the last minute. So it's kind of a pattern, and I just think that the numbers, going by the numbers like he does, I I think that's changing in the game already. I think it's changing where people are still going to, there is a place for the sabermetricians and the statistics, but you cannot run a franchise based on numbers alone. And that's, that's not me. That comes from Theo Epstein. And I think he's got some credibility. Just won two championships. One with the uh, Red Sox after uh, what 80-something years. And, and one with the Cubs over 100 years. So... I think he knows a little bit about what he speaks. I think it's time for Sandy Alderson to go. At the end of the season, this organization needs to be swept clean. And I'm not blaming Terry Collins in any of this. Because as far as Terry Collins goes, he's got to put out there who he has on his roster. And if he's got to play guys on Social Security, it's second and short, then he's got to play them. It's another thing. Flores was hitting, so they sit him down. TJ Rivera was hitting, they sit him down. Meanwhile, Cabrera, now, oh, he's going to, now he wants to play third base. He didn't want to play second, he wanted to get traded. Now he's playing second, but now he's willing to go right over to third base. When Neil Walker comes back. So, you know, this organization though needs a clean sweep. They need a change in philosophy. They need to overhaul their medical and their training philosophy. Too many injuries. There's got to be a reason for it. Too many pitches going down. We've got another one. Thomas Zapuki, top pitching prospect in the organization, underwent Tommy John surgery. He's going to be out 12 to 18 months. He missed time earlier this year with his left shoulder impingement. He had a 2.79 ERA and a 1.17 whip with 27 strikeouts and 29 innings over six starts for Columbia this year. He had a great season last year with uh, Brooklyn. Looked really good. He's gone now. 
12 to 18 months for Thomas the Pookie. Anyway, they, they've got to look into these things, and they've got to clean house, and I think you start with the general manager. Unfortunately, I think Terry Collins is going to go, though I think he will just retire. And you go from there. Pick a GM, a new GM, let him hire the manager. And let the manager pick his coaches. And can somebody tell me while we're at it, why isn't Oman Rosario at shortstop for the Mets? Why is he still in the minor leagues? He should have been up here a month and a half ago. But no, Sandy doesn't want to bring him up yet. Doesn't want to put pressure on him to be the savior. Nobody said he's going to be the savior, but we'd like to see the kid play. Let's bring him up here. Let him get a taste of the major leagues. He's ready. He's ready to go. For that matter, bring up Dominic Smith. He is red hot in Las Vegas. But we won't see these guys probably until, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see them until September. And wouldn't that be a shame? Nor would I be surprised if Sandy sits on his hands and does not make a trade. I think he'll make some sort of deal. But I would not be surprised if he didn't make any deal. And that's really a shame. All right, let's take a break. And uh, we'll be back after this. Check us out at MetsMusings.com and find the Mets Musings podcast on Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, iTunes, Flipboard, and at BaseballPodcasts.net. That's BaseballPodcasts with an S.net. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And thank you. And we're back. And uh, a couple of notes that uh, didn't get to before. Jason Bradford was sent back to Las Vegas. And right-hander Hansel Robles has replaced him. He was called up and promptly gave up a uh, two or three run homer the other night. Uh, Mets infielders Astrubal Cabrera and Neil Walker, as I said earlier, will begin taking ground balls at third base. Now, both of them will be taking ground balls 
at third base. Walker Hamstring will begin practicing in the position once he comes back from the disabled list. However, Cabrera won't play third until Walker returns to the lineup, according to Collins. Cabrera told reporters he's willing to slide over to third, a position he's only played once in his major league career. Uh, also, uh, another move today, finally, and I know this news will make Jeff from Long Island extremely happy. The Mets have activated left-handed reliever Josh Smoker off the disabled list and have designated right-handed reliever Neil Ramirez for assignment, the team announced today. Smoker, who had been on a DL with a left shoulder strain, had been rehabbing with Class A St. Lucie and Double A Binghamton over the last two weeks. The left-hander has a 7.45 ERA with 17 walks and 36 strikeouts in 29 innings. That was all for the Mets this season. He last pitched for the Mets on June 13th against the Cubs when he allowed three runs in four innings. Perfect guy to bring back to already weakened bullpen. But at least Neil Ramirez is gone. And Jeff, I wanted to announce that just for you, buddy. <laughs> All right. So uh, three coming up with the Oakland A's this weekend. Let's hope we can get two out of three. Three out of three would be even better, but you never know. And then the Metsies hit the road. They're going, uh, where are they going? They're going somewhere. They're going to San Diego. They're going out to the coast. So they'll play four in San Diego, and then I believe they go to Seattle for the weekend. So uh should be interesting. couple of teams that we have not seen in a while uh, this weekend at home with Oakland and next weekend in Seattle. And I can't remember the last time the Mets played against the Seattle Mariners, so that should be interesting. And then uh, he's got another stop after that uh, in Colorado, I believe. And uh, before they come home to play the Dodgers. But that's down the road. We'll be back before then with an episode. Um, but uh, just so you know, three this weekend, three left on the homestand, four and three on his homestand. Have a chance to go seven and three, six and four, five and five, four and six. However you want to shake it. But uh, really, uh, we need a sweep now. We need a sweep big time to get back into the race. Well, that does it for this edition of the podcast. This edition is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. If you would like to help in keeping this podcast going, I urge you to check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash Musings. So thanks for listening to this episode, and until next time, keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets!